0: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. And we're back here on the Husker Online show as Nebraska getting ready to make their last scheduled road trip here of the season out to West Lafayette, Indiana. And I'm joined here by a longtime friend and colleague uh, of both Rivals.com and now covers Purdue uh, for Golden Black, uh, Tom Deanhart. Tom, thank you very much for joining me here. Uh, I know it's been a wacky season um, and, and you guys are right in the middle of it. You guys had a tough one to Rutgers last week.
1: Yeah, tough loss, Sean. Boy, an unexpected loss. A very dispiriting loss, too, my friend. Um, the fans, I'll say, are a little disillusioned at this point. Uh, year four of the Jeff Rom era has not unfolding like people anticipated. This is three losses in a row, my friend. And here comes Nebraska, right? A team that the fan base probably thinks as a game they should win, but as you know and your listeners know, the Huskers are playing good football right now. So, if Purdue's going to win, it's going to take a big, big task.
0: Yeah, Tom. Nebraska is a team that's one and um, one and four right now, and easily could be you know three and I mean they, they easily could be a one loss team, a three and two team. I mean they they they've played other than the Illinois game and the Ohio State game, but. They've, they've had a lot of close games, so they're a very hard team to read. And I feel like that's 2020 in a nutshell. Michigan State's a hard team to read. Michigan's a hard, I mean, Penn State. I, I feel like other than Ohio State, this has been a very difficult conference where experts are having, obviously, a very hard time predicting what this league's supposed to look like.
1: Yeah, I thought Northwestern was kind of a team we could count on, Sean, but obviously we saw what happened in East Lansing this weekend, so you're right. Tumult, has pretty much racked every team in this conference, except for Ohio State, like you mentioned. And and again for Purdue, uh, boy, uh, you know you talked about close games for Nebraska. Purdue's five games, Sean, have been decided by a combined 28 points. And as you know, when you're involved in a lot of close games, you got to do all the little things right. And Purdue did those things the first two weeks when they beat Iowa and Illinois they've had breakdowns in every phase of the game the last three games, and that's a big reason why, again, they're staring at a three-game losing streak with their season very much at a crossroads.
0: We're joined by Tom Deanhart here of Golden Black as we talk Purdue-Nebraska. It's a 11 a.m. Central Time kick on the Big Ten Network on Saturday, Tom. and You guys inherited a familiar face to Nebraska fans this year, and Bob Diaco as the new defensive coordinator – has Bob Diaco mania caught on in
1: West Lafayette yet? Sean, we don't know. He doesn't talk to us. <laughs> um, we spoke to coach Diaco once in the spring and we spoke to him right before the season started and that's been it. You know, we're what five, six weeks deep into the year and and coach Diaco's not made available to the media. So it's kind of a man of mystery. Um, I will say this, his defense, the last two games at Minnesota against Rutgers last week, coming under a lot of criticism, Sean, a lot of scrutiny. I know there's some personnel issues for Purdue's defense, but everybody's got personnel issues. This defense has been unable to get off the field on third down, number one. Number two, it's got one turnover the last three games, Sean. Number three, it's got one sack the last three games. So, um just just not performing and it really all came crashing down in that 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 fiasco of a loss to the scarlet knights on saturday
0: so you repeat that again one forced turnover in three games and one total sack over the last three games
1: i know it's hard to believe sean it started with the northwestern game sean they had a turnover in that game they generated a takeaway no takeaway at minnesota no takeaway against Rutgers. as far as the sacks go No sacks against Northwestern or Minnesota. They got one sack against Rutgers, which resulted in a safety. So that's exactly right. Uh, Turnovers are lacking, and the sacks are lacking. And and as you know, Sean, their best pass rusher, George Karloff, will not be playing Saturday. He's out until that crossover game at the earliest after being uh, diagnosed with COVID-19 last Tuesday. Wow.
0: And then, you know, Tom, Rondell Moore, obviously, two years ago, was a household name in college football last year, kind of got knocked off his horse, battled some injuries, never really got a full uh, taste of Rondell, and then declared for the NFL, decides to come back, and then really never came back until just recently, and we saw him on camera read a statement before not taking questions from reporters. Just from the 10,000-foot view of this from Lincoln, Nebraska, it doesn't seem like it's been a very smooth uh, road with Rondell Moore here in 2020.
1: I think your read is, is pretty spot on, Sean. There was some Rondell Moore fatigue, I think, that had set in among the fan base here. but became a lot of weekly drama. Will he play? Will he not play? There was a lack of transparency, a lack of information, Sean. Nobody was quite sure why Rondell Moore wasn't playing. And then he spoke of that statement he made after the Minnesota game, out of the blue. And, uh, again, like Bob Diaco, Sean, Rondell Moore, that's the only time he spoke in the media in 2020. And as you know, Sean, he took no questions when he spoke after the Minnesota game. So there's that. On the field, there's no denying his talent. We all know about it. But I will tell you this, buddy. There's been a lack of big plays from this offense. And I think the hope was when Moore got back on board, there'd be some more big plays, but um, they just haven't been there, Sean. And uh, this offense, needs more explosive chunk plays if it wants to succeed.
0: Yeah. And something tells me December outdoor football on grass and West Lafayette doesn't probably feature Rondell Moore as well as maybe some early season non-conference games and just, you know, better, better weather conditions like we're used to seeing.
1: Uh, yeah, you're right. But I tell you what, if Purdue's going to meet Nebraska and have success here down the road, the offense is going to have to win these ball games because I don't think the defense is going to be able to win many of these ball games down the stretch. So, yeah, the, the weather conditions aren't going to be great. The the field, as you said, in, in the Midwest here can get kind of murky and mucky. But uh, again, Purdue is going to have to live and die with this offense down the stretch.
0: We're joined here by Tom Deanhart as we get you ready uh, for Saturday's Nebraska uh, game. And, and when you look at this game against the Huskers. What jumps out to you? I mean, what really worries you about the matchup when you're going into this game on on Saturday?
1: One's an intangible, Sean. Uh, Nebraska's playing better. You talked about it at the top of this this broadcast. um, Could have beaten Iowa. It did beat Penn State. The team still seems to be buying in and getting better as the season goes along. Conversely, Sean, I think that's the opposite for Purdue. Um, They seem to be uh, sort of on the decline if you will. Uh, so th- I think that's something that worries me if you're a Purdue fan. And also, I'll tell you what, that running ability of the quarterbacks that you talked about um, between Adrian Martinez and, and, and McCaffrey, Sean, I mean, that's going to pose a big problem for this Purdue defense. The Rutgers quarterbacks did a great job running the ball on Purdue. Coran Taylor did it of Illinois as well. Peyton Ramsey of, of Northwestern. So, again, uh, that's going to be a dynamic for this Purdue defense. It could be a real problem on Saturday afternoon.
0: On the flip side, though, guys like David Bell, I mean, what kind of season are some of the big names having for Purdue right now?
1: Yeah, David Bell's a special player, a good kid off the field, a tremendous wide receiver, always Sean makes the the spectacular look routine, a money player who comes up with big catches time and again. And again, Rondell Moore's Rondell Moore. you got to always respect that skill set. You have an emerging tight end in Payne Durham, who's becoming more and more of a threat with each passing week. too. and keep your eye on number forty, Purdue's running back Xander Horvath, a former walk-on, uh, just a, a guy Nebraska fans could probably appreciate. Great hands out of the backfield, runs hard, runs tough. For all the publicity David Bell and Rondale Moore get, Sean Xander Horvath is probably every big every bit of a big playmaker a key component in this offense in those two
0: and before tom i get to your prediction on this game i know you're not just a purdue guy but you're a big 10 guy you know this league really well what just gauge what's going i mean do you envision coaching things happening as far as movements obviously there's a lot of chatter about jim harbaugh and and you know other names in this league uh what's your read on the coaching carousel right now in the big 10 conference here as we head down the home stretch
1: yeah, I think Harbaugh, if there is any change in the Big Ten, that would seemingly be the only change, right? I, I just think the finances at these schools, it's going to make making the change prohibitive. The optics wouldn't look good. And again, financially, how many of these schools are going to be in a position to ask a donor to pawn you up money that's going to be needed for some of these buyouts? A lot of people thought maybe Levy Smith at Illinois would be a guy who could be uh, out the door there, but he may have saved his job. And again, Financially, I don't think Illinois could have afforded to get rid of him anyway. Well, and It would be, be Michigan, I think, would be the only change.
0: And Lovey gets the win against Nebraska and has his game against Ohio State canceled. So it was kind of a win-win. I mean, he's got momentum now for a couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, he's got the Northwestern at the end of the year. I know that. So, uh, yeah, he's probably done enough to appease the fan base. And, and yeah, I think the Harbaugh-Michigan marriage seems like it's run its course. He has one year left on his contract. You talk to everybody there, and that they seem to be finished with them. I wonder how much Harbaugh still wants to stay there. So maybe it's best if both parties go to separate ways.
0: And finally, Tom, what's your prediction and breakdown for this one on
1: Saturday? I think I'm like you, Sean. I mean, I think this is a game Nebraska's probably going to win. And I think a big key here for Nebraska would be if they can jump on Purdue early, punch them in the nose, create some adversity, create some doubt, Give them the, oh, here we go again. And uh, that that could really be a, a, a thing that does end this boilermaker team, Sean, that has shown that it does not handle adversity well. So, again, I think the Huskers in the end with those running quarterbacks are going to be able to control the ball, control the clock, keep that ball away from Purdue's offense for extended stretches like we saw Rutgers do this last Saturday.
0: Well, Tom, thanks again for joining us here. I look forward to getting a chance to catch up with you in West La- Lafayette on Saturday.
1: Always always good, my friend. Thank you very much.
0: All right, much more to come. We'll close the show with some recruiting talk. You're listening here to the Husker Online Show.